Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Maybe the answer is that we just try and redefine the stereotypes that society has put on men and women for, mm. for generations. Um, and it's about trying to yeah, rewrite those. Movember presents In the Barber Chair, a podcast dedicated to bringing you real cuts and real conversations about men's health. I'm Matt Johnson and I'm your host. Movember wants men to take action to live happier, healthier, longer lives and they invest in prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. Hi there, this is Matt Johnson with Movember's In The Barber Chair podcast with our special guests today from the Vamps, James McVeigh and Brad Simpson. How are you both? We're good, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, always, it's, it's funny doing things like this because Brad is only about a mile away from me, but we, we do it sort of like separately on podcasts. So I find it really weird that, that we're so close, but so far. <laughs> yeah, we can't bear to be in the same room. That's all it is. <laughs> it's good practice for when you're like a, like a, a rock band in your 70s, 80s and you hate each other. It's, you know that it's possible, right? <laughs> you know what There's, you do hear those shocker stories where they've all got separate tour buses and all of that but um, I mean we still basically share bunks so I can't see it happening anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very important to have a nice strong relationship I mean Absolutely. throughout this uh, this the past year do you think it's probably brought you guys together being uh, in a band releasing albums during an international pandemic yeah, it's. I mean, um, before doing this album, so this is our fifth album. We we sort of took a few months away from from a normality, sort of like you know, we we sort of found ourselves almost on a, I guess, like a bit of a treadmill. And that you know, I quite like running, so treadmill's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, it got to a point, I think, where we needed to take a little bit of time away to reevaluate what we wanted to do, uh, the sort of music that we wanted to make. And I think we had that kind of moment. Uh, the end of last year slash the start of this year. So kind of, it was really frustrating because we came back together, I guess, in February, March time, really, really excited to release music. And then the obvious happened. So uh, it was it was hard, but I think it was great that we had that time away because we came back uh, sort of, I guess, stronger and more bonded than ever. And, and it's now meant that um, having each other during during the last sort of six months of coronavirus, having like a central focus with with the album um, has been, I think, really good for each of us separately. Yeah, because it's, it's really interesting. A few few people that I know have continued recording, etc., remotely, and and somehow it's given them an extra dimension to what to what they had before. And it's added. Obviously, everybody wants to be together and being on the road. Uh, but yeah, have you did you record any songs like separately or in different studios and in your in your houses, etc.? 
there was a lot of it man like we we went into lockdown with probably 80% of the album done I want to say maybe 85% mm-hmm. um, so there was still like all of the finishing touches to be done like final vocals final parts the first single was weirdly written in lock completely in lockdown so we, I don't know it's a weird twist of fate where we probably would have never had that song had it not been for Zoom so just wow. a special shout out to Zoom there um, <laughs> the um, so one good thing to come from it this year but like you say I think if, <laughs> absolutely yeah. to kind of like innovate and figure out how they're going to work within this new um, well for the foreseeable new normal yeah yeah it's 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 strange times all around but if you can get through it i think that's one of the main things and and guys i know that performing is a big part of what you do and what does it feel like not to be able to do that have that taken away from you uh yeah it's it's a massive a massive knock and actually i think that the music industry is much more than just uh you know the bands and artists that you see on stage there's there's thousands of people behind the scenes that are massively getting affected as well without touring, which is a really important thing that I think we need to talk about mm. maybe a little bit more than we have been. But I think from a yeah from a Vamps perspective, as I said before, we kind of were raring to go. I guess in the yeah the first couple months of this year, we had um, a tour planned for slightly earlier than the one that's coming next year, and I think it's just been well look for everyone around the world. I think we've all had to re sort of calibrate uh, our uh, perception of what's coming in the in the near future um and it, it, like 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 everyone else for us it was a, it was a huge a huge moment where we thought right okay everything we thought was going to happen over the next two years really can't um so it's just about sort of trying to pick ourselves back up um and figure out uh the things that we can do and we're very lucky that um we we've got a a brilliant fan base um around that that we know will hopefully see us live when we return to it but as i said before it's the other people that that we're really trying to figure out ways of helping you know the crew uh, behind the scene because that that's the real tragedy with the whole thing at the moment yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The entire arts and performance world has been completely uh, devastated uh, yeah. from all different levels as well. And and yeah, you're absolutely right to point that out because, you know, when the, say, for example, a, a musical theatre is shut down and the theatre's not there, it's the sound guys, it's the technicians, it's the catering staff. It's, there's mm-hmm. so many different facets to uh, these organisations that have been affected. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right yeah. to, to point that yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've got a couple of really like we're working on a couple of things at the moment to kind of like to, to hopefully bring more attention towards it. Um, and like James said, it just needs to be more of an ongoing conversation. And and hopefully uh, we can um, work towards it being uh, in a better place than it currently is. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Yeah, I mean, and and you're absolutely right. These times do make us all realise what's what's really important and mm-hmm. um, and brings us almost always together, hopefully, in some sort of capacity. And really interestingly, do you think this time has, has made you all think more in a more philanthropic... Is that the right word? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's close enough, yeah. Uh, your philanthropy, in the, in the way that if you sat down and gone, do you know what, I just want to help out more. I want to do more. Now I've got this time. I want, I want to do more stuff to help people. I think it's definitely made, like, 
Sorry, James, if you can jump in there. I was oh, gonna, no, mate, not all. Go for it. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's made people more empathetic, you know, because I think it gives people this problem that's bigger than everyone. Um, so you've got this one kind of unifying problem that everyone's got to try and face together. And the only way to get through it is together and for everyone to help each other out in any way that they can. So I think, like you say, whether that is people taking on a bit more of a philanthropic view of the world or just having a, a touch more empathy um, for, oh, it is a bit rubbish staying indoors and, and not being able to go out and like going for walks, I think was really important for everyone, especially in the early stages of lockdown, as soon as we could go out and mm. be part of nature and like actually go for walks. I think it, it put a focus on, oh, that's maybe something that might have been taken for granted prior to lockdown. People wouldn't realise how beneficial going for a walk was to their mental health and to their life. And then also you take for granted seeing people. It's it's just kind of highlights, like you said earlier, the important things within your life. And then it, it just causes you to empathise with other people who are in the exact same situation as you. So hopefully it gives everyone a bit more empathy. Um, and we, and we do want it. We're in a fortunate position that we've managed to continue to finish the album and release it. Um, and, and hopefully that can bring a bit of joy to people during quite a rubbish time. Um, and we're just trying to, like you say, spread spread the love a bit, do you know what I mean? And spread a bit mm. of positivity. Now I can see that's what you're doing. Um, I can see that's what you're doing specifically with your upcoming bike ride. And thankfully, yeah. thank you so much for doing it for November. Is 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 that the reason why you're doing this? You've sat down and gone, right, we need to do something. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, look, we, we've we done stuff with Movember for years. Like last year, um, I hosted like a pub quiz with our manager um, with Movember, which was amazing. And, you know, for, since we've been a band, I put someone on Instagram today and it's like nine years um, this week uh, since I first met Brad, which is crazy. And over those years, we, we've really tried to figure out ways of, of doing things to maybe uh give back in certain ways because there's, you know, there's loads of people uh, in our lives that that we've been inspired by as we've grown up. We've seen people that have done really generous and charitable things to, to the communities that we live in or even other musicians since being in the industry. And it's just something that we really, really aspire to emulate. So, um, yeah, we, we wanted to try and do something that's quite uh, in- inclusive, I guess. And, um, you know, a lot of people have a, a bike lying around. Um, and we we thought, well, if, if Brad and I, you know, Brad and I are relatively new cyclists, so we're in no way uh, professional, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we wanted to try out there, do some miles, raise some money for November and hopefully encourage people to um, to join the challenge with us. So for anybody out there that doesn't know what the challenge is, could you tell us and walk us through exactly what you're doing? Brad, your favorite? <laughs> yeah, so we are, um, we're setting a goal of a set number of miles that uh, we'd like to achieve. Us personally, we're basically taking on the challenge of cycling um, 60 miles, 100 kilometer, kilometers for November. Um I don't know the route yet, which is quite worrying. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, so James probably knows it. But we're doing that and we're encouraging other people to do it all to kind of raise awareness, um, obviously, um, during November and to kind of raise awareness, raise any funds possible um, uh, and, and just kind of shine a light on uh, men's health uh, and men's mental health. And if we can encourage people to go out and, and learn a bit more and... 
uh, like I said, raise a bit more cash towards it. And that's us hopefully um, doing our bit towards a really incredible cause. And also the 60, 60 miles was chosen because, you know, the, the horrible statistic that 60, 60 men around the world take their own life uh, every hour, um, which, we, you know, it's just an incredibly sad statistic. Uh, so that's the relevance of why we've chosen that. Um, the route that Brad and I are doing is, you know, originally we were planning on maybe ending up somewhere in the Midlands because that's where Brad's family's from. And then uh, with the tiers system coming in and everything, we didn't want to <laughs> potentially set something that wasn't achievable. So I think we're going to end up doing sort of a loop around around Surrey, probably ending up back at our, our houses. Um, but I think if, if there's one thing uh, to take from this, well, hopefully we'll be able to complete it. Um, but it, it's probably going to light a fire for Brad and I to carry on doing this sort of stuff, raising money for for brilliant charities like Movember. So hopefully, uh, moving forward over the coming months and years, we can increase the distance and and the funding, and um, and hopefully shout as much noise as we can about about um, Movember and uh, and hopefully other charities down the line too. Oh, thank you very much yeah. for choosing Movember this year. That's we really all. appreciate That's it. It's fantastic. Now, James, you, you've done work with Movember in the past, like you've said, and Brad. Um, yeah. what, what is it about uh, this this charity? What is it that you keep coming back to? I think it's a really accessible um, sort of sort of charity for, especially um, you know, sort of guy guys of our age. Um, the, the, the way that I I guess originally got involved is. I um I grew up sort of having uh, a, a slight bit of confusion with the sort of person that I wanted wanted to be, and I think you know when you're when you are a 15, 16 year old guy uh, growing up in a county that's sort of predominantly based around rugby or football uh, or well hockey or whatever, but you're a musician that wants to stretch his ears and grow his hair and sing about girls. It's, I, I sort of felt slightly uh, left out. And I think that led to me being quite confused about the person I wanted to be. Consequently, um, I guess, holding in all my emotions, feeling uh, slightly yeah, isolated, almost like on an island in my mind. Um, so then when, when we started to, to do the band and stuff, even though I, I, I still, you know, I still struggle now with, with mental health, I think a lot of, a lot of people do. Um, mm. but you know, I was, I sort of saw Movember one year uh, on Twitter and I thought, you know what, that's a really, it's just such an accessible point for someone like me to, to get involved with. And I think there's a real cool energy about what you guys do, everything, even, even as simple as being aesthetically pleasing. I just think it's really, really welcoming. And that's kind of why I gravitated towards Movember a few years ago and why I'm still doing it now. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting what you say there, that suppression of yourself and, and the, the damaging things that that can do to, to the human mind, especially I feel a lot of men can resonate with what mm-hmm. you just said, you know, living in a world where you don't feel like you belong or feel like you can express yourself. So you, therefore you suppress that and from my perspective, it, it manifested in a way of, of alcohol and, and bad. Uh, I, I abused myself uh, spiritually and emotionally. The, the, the language that I used towards myself was so horrible. And um, how did it manifest with you, James? What was the, the result of that suppression? Uh, I think the, the, the straightforward answer would be having... Um, complications with food and I, I I don't really like that uh, you know I've been branded as having anorexia and stuff in the papers over the past couple of years I don't think that's true but I think I have a very 
difficult relationship with with food and exercise. Um, I guess body dysmorphia is probably the closest closest thing to that. But again, it's not it's not diagnosed, and I think that that mm. even that's even like another point to add. It's like it's so confusing how a lot of men feel about themselves. Um, and, you know, me with my, with my body, I think trying to label, label things and try and like quantify uh, or qualify what, what mm. sort of in inverted commas disorder you may have. I think that's part of the problem because it's not as easy as, you know, an equation or a statistic on a graph. So I think yeah. for me, yeah, it, it kind of in the early days of the vamps, it, um, I think I wanted control over an element of my life. Maybe I'd grown mm-hmm. up, um, grown up as I said before, not really fitting into a certain uh, stereotype at school, um, and therefore thought, all right, how can I fit into that um, popular stereotype? It was by pumping my body full of uh, proteins, um, not eating certain foods, starving myself, etc. So that's how it started. And then when I think when we started doing the band, um, we had brilliant opportunities, but it actually meant in many ways, I couldn't really keep up my routine that I thought was really, really important. Um, you know, with my, with my diet and exercise that I kind of, yes, spiraled in on myself a little bit more and took it more severe. And I think you're right in saying there's almost like a notion of self-destruction with this, which I think one, one thing that I'm trying my best to convey with this conversation is I think a lot of people will look at um, how I've had issues with food and think it's frankly down to vanity or arrogance or wanting, you know, to be, uh, I don't know, idolized in a certain way. But actually, it's it's kind of the opposite of that. I find a lot of my tendencies to be self-destructive, to be picking holes in myself and to try, yeah, to, to hurt myself in many ways. And mm. I think it, it, and it stems from wanting to be accepted as opposed to adored, if you saw what I mean. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's bizarre. And the thing, the thing with, with this is, you know, I've, I've been quite vocal about this for, I'd say, probably three or four years now. Mm. And even though I am able now to have conversations like this, where I'm speaking about myself as almost being in like third person, I will still wake up tomorrow morning and have to eat, you know, my porridge and oats. Because if I don't, then I'll feel guilty. Like I couldn't go to the gym today because... I can barely see out one of my eyes and I still felt like, oh, like guilty. And like, it's almost like a really weird, uncomfortable mm. feeling. And it's like, I'm just lucky now that I can view that as have as being a negative energy or negative tendency. But I think what's really important is we need to uh, speak to me when I was 15, 16 year old, you know, people of that age now and, and try and like um, shed some light on, on how dangerous it can be to slip into these tendencies where you're viewing how you think you should be on what you see on an Instagram reel or mm. in an Abercrombie advert. It's like we have to try and unpick those stereotypes younger uh, than, than now because you'll end up with someone like me 10 years later that's still kind of dominated by a lot of those problems. I think it's very important that you're, what you're saying there because you're, you're somebody that somebody would look at and say, I want that, and I want that, and I, and I don't know how to get that. And mm. with lack of education or whatever it is, and people can, for example, where I come from in South Wales, yeah. is if you're bigger, you're better, you've got to be a rugby mm. player, you've got to smash people around, you've got to be hard, you've got to be a tough guy, all these things. Yeah. All the films we watch, all the superheroes are jacked and all the stuff. Yeah. So you have that subconsciously implanted in your mind constantly. I've got to yeah. be bigger and better, I've got to be this human being, which is why, unfortunately, a lot of people out there, and especially in these rugby communities, these, these masculine environments or whatever masculinity is there they've taken steroids and it's actually very very badly affecting that entire community 100%. because 
and and undeserved well weird aspiration to have these targets and goals to look like Wolverine you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah 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 and see so it's the idea I think of it's it the the portrayal as well like touching on what you were saying James it's just mm. so far from the reality that you see and it's still something I, I follow a uh, a guy who actually put something up today who is like in amazing physical shape, but he mm. just put a photo up of him tensing versus not tensing. And he was like, <laughs> look, look at the difference. And he was like, light in contrast, whether I've eaten or not eaten and tensing. Mm. And it's like a completely different physique. And yeah. you just see one side of things. And it's just these, uh, it's such a dangerous thing to kind of, <clears throat> especially growing up in that, like you were saying, James, growing up in that and that being your normality mm. of, of looking at social media. We weren't, we didn't grow up with like iPhones. I think we were one of the last generations to yeah. not grow up with like Twitter when we were really, really young. We were yeah. probably like 17. But mm. I think growing up with it, it must, it, it, there's got to be a filter and a, a, and a way of kind of almost, I don't know, I don't want to say policing it, but do you know what I mean? Making people yeah. really, really aware of the, of the rights and the realities and and then the wrongs of okay this is actually what's achievable and the reality of that person and there's a there's a responsibility like you say to people to portray I think yeah reality mm. if if you're in a position of of influence or if you ha- if you do have a following hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, like I was um, I was gutted about uh, James Bond being postponed again the other day. So I watched all of the Daniel Craig Bond films in the space of three days, like two weeks ago. And like in my head, or like to 16-year-old James, he would be like the the dream physique or whatever. And I then went on YouTube and ended up in a whole of like Daniel Craig interviews. Trust me, I'm, I'm a bit fucking weird. But anyway, I ended up doing that. <laughs> and uh, and he was asked, oh, do you look like that all the time? And he just laughed at him. And it's like, that that's, <laughs> the, that's the irony, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like these people, that, like you say, Brad, the, the people that, um, you know, I idolized to be and still do to an extent, you know, half of them are the first people to say that's absolute rubbish. And at the yeah. end of the day, what you're seeing on these um, social media uh, streams are people that often are one day out from doing a bodybuilding contest where they have genuinely like 
push their body through intense regimes to get there. Um, mm. and, and also at the same time, like our bodies are not designed to look like that. We shouldn't be able to see all of our abs. That's, you know, you might have protective <laughs> layers of, of fat. Like it's not normal. Um, so I think you're right, Brad. I, fuck for that. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's a really hard one, isn't it? Because I completely agree. I think there should be a level of transparency. It's just, how do we, how do we police it? Maybe the answer is that we just try and redefine the stereotypes that society has put on men mm. and women for, mm. for generations. Um, and it's about trying to yeah rewrite those so so to not uh, so education to education, education absolutely yeah conversation and reality I think you're absolutely right we're we I've seen it all my life growing up in the eighties I've seen how women were told how to look well they have been all of last century how yeah. by the make you feel better look like this that'll make you happy that'll attract the right man and now men are being tarred with that brush too they yeah. throughout the 90s where you know lads mags were all a big thing and all everything started to come in it, it, it goes away from I, I'm a big fan of self-care I'm a massive yeah. fan of yeah look after yourself lads go and do some exercise and, and put mm-hmm. moisturizer on do whatever you need to make yourself feel good but yeah. I do not like the way that we are giving these unrealistic icons to look at you know like you say mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine for like three minutes in that film. yeah and he has no he does no words because he can't even speak properly probably because he's just <laughs> got down to that state and he's like oh, I've been yeah. I've been dieting I've got to this one day where yeah. I do all my topless stuff yeah. and it's you know not their fault you're creating a character you're creating a it's, it's a movie where he's also um, got metal isn't it a vibranium in his bones and he's half yeah. Wolverine I mean he's not real exactly. Thor's yeah. yeah. fine Thor's also not real he's supposed yeah. to be in <laughs> Do you think 100%. there's an element of like there's a responsibility for in terms of repre- representation as well? Like it, I think it's so interesting to see when you see um, like characters, for example, um, get redefined by like uh, whether it's a, a production company, like a movie production company, and say, okay, they've typically been and looked like this for years, but we're going to switch it up. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. having like key figures. Um, and, and casts of films because entertainment and social media and media in any form has such a huge influence on everyone's life. So there's a there's an element of like there's a responsibility there to try and create as much equal representation of like size, shape, gender, like everything, yeah. and and, yeah. and have this real like uh, this is what society actually looks like. Do you know what mm. I mean? Agreed. Yeah. I completely agree with that. That's 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 like like with um, anybody that talks about diversity, and it's very lazy when some people say uh, tokenism. But in reality, you want people to represent people. If you're going to have yeah. an Avengers, a list of people that are going to you know be your icons, have people that represent voices and colors and creeds and mm-hmm. and and ethnicity and and sexuality and everything, because that's what makes people feel a bit more connected and less isolated because like you say James and for whatever reason you felt like you didn't belong somewhere at some point mm. and that affects you badly but when you have somebody that stands up on screen mm. and speaks for you that makes you feel like you're not alone right yeah yeah absolutely i i think we are so uh we're so close now to to having those figures in uh, in the public domain that will actively say no look like this isn't how we should be um mm. 
like stereotyping people. I think gender constructs have been around for, well, probably forever. And I do feel like even conversations like this, it's just so important that that people come out in the public eye and speak about this kind of stuff. Um, because I that that's the that's the ultimate thing, you know, for me to even even though this was like literally last week, seeing Daniel Craig like laugh at a question about his physique, that still helped me. Like, and you know, I really feel like I'm starting to get a grasp of uh of my my issues with food and stuff. But that still really, really helps. I think, yeah, more people like that, please. Yeah, absolutely. I think conversations like this, I mean, you have a few people streaming your songs. I think maybe you'll <laughs> billion or something you know <laughs> a handful of people and I mean like what what you're doing your attitudes is very 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 important and don't stop doing it lads you know you need to do it unless you are uh, for the greater good because and and as well these the a bike ride that you're doing and putting people's attention towards men's health couldn't be more important right now because especially during yeah. a pandemic you know it's hard times for everyone Thank you. I think as well, the bike ride and what I think is so amazing about November as well is that there's not a focus on you've got to, like we're going out and we're taking on 60 miles, but like... Oh, we've lost you there, Brad. You sound a bit robotic. We're encouraging people to, it's like, it's not even... It's like, Oh, is he back? Is it back? Is he back? Oh, say, say that again. I don't know. Sounds like you might be having a stroke, Brad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I can confirm I'm all right. Don't worry. Start, start again. You can hear me now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say before I turned into C3PO um, <laughs> that uh, it's just, it's not highlighting that you have to take on these huge, like, mountainous tasks. It's like, a little it's just a little little thing and then that's how it's like baby steps do you know what I mean and if you can yeah. go and you can go out and do a quarter of a mile cycle to the end of the road and then come back like we're not asking people to take on huge feats it's just like that notion of like these little local acts have huge ripple effects and and if everyone takes on a little bit and takes on a little bit more of responsibility to educate themselves or like you were saying earlier about being a touch more empathetic or all of these little, little acts really accumulate to a real change. And, a, and that's how you break down stigmas and that's how you change. Like uh, you make serious change in societies, I think. Yeah, 100%. that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, we, we also, before before I forget, Ribble are really helping us out with the cycle and it'd be mean of us to yeah. not thank them. <laughs> just just remember, yeah. we didn't mention them before. They, they've been like, sort of pioneering this as well. So thank you, Ribble. <laughs> no, that, that is, Brad, that was actually a very good point. I remember during lockdown, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he ran, he, I think he ran a, like five marathons in his garden. And <laughs> Is that it? Oh my god. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I would turn on the computer every day and I'd be like, oh fuck, I've done nothing. And this guy's been running for 24 hours just in a circle in his garden. Jesus. <laughs> and I took it upon myself to write on Instagram. It's fine. Oh Thank you. God. But I also fine just to get gym jams and watch friends. It's fine. Whatever you of course want. it is. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but guys, um, if I can help you out along the way with this cycle, I will. I'll do some cycling myself and I'll Thank share you. Awesome. Um, Thank awesome. you. We're very, very grateful for your time today and, and what you're saying is very powerful and don't forget that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so very much. much. Thank I you. appreciate it.
And good luck with everything. And um, just before you go, I would love to ask you, what is next after the bike ride? What is next within the realm of Corona for you guys? I'm, I'm not going to be walking for about a week after the bike ride because, <laughs> I, I mean, I think um, the training's re- I'm starting settle into the training it will sound amazing in the, in the edit but. it sounds like me at two in the morning uh, and then, uh, going, uh, is it is, back or is it like, not no, back you're good you're good now go on say it again what is going on you know what this has been the overwhelming lesson that I've learned from Corona is that my signal and Wi-Fi is absolutely shite it's terrible <laughs> like I haven't had a successful Zoom call to be no. honest what I did say is I'll be in bed for a week after the bike ride that is that's the main thing that'll happen after the bike ride and then um, we've got a couple of really exciting announcements with the band around like like we were speaking about earlier trying to make the best of a bad situation and put on music in some form um, so those announcements will be coming over the next few weeks uh, and around or after the bike ride Yes. Well, I look forward to it. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You've been absolutely brilliant. I could have talked to you for hours and hours and hours. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Pleasure. Change the face of men's health. For more information or to support Movember, head to movember.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.